Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. We've been cranking them out. What a, it's sunny today, dude, which means you're all in trouble. Because <laughs> the best version of myself has come covered in breast milk. I'm on my way to the gym. I'm going to go work out, and then I'm going to show up at the bank to open up this new account for our new business. Uh, dripping and sweat, breast milk and sweatpants, and they're going to just deal with it. When did we all get scammed into thinking that we need to impress the people that work for us? You know what I'm saying? Like, people get, like, all nervous about going to the bed. Like, oh, we got to, you know, I'm opening up an account. I got to put on my Sunday's fine. Like, no. No. I'm letting you hold on to my money for me. You, which they dress nice. You know what I mean? But you better have an espresso and a bottle of water waiting. You know what I mean? And I'm sure, you know, someday when I'm a billionaire, it'll be like that. You know, I can only imagine the service that some of these guys get behind the scenes at these banks. It's probably messed up. You know, I have to believe that. Ugh, I don't even want to get into it. I just, my mind goes to such a dark place when I think about the elite. It's like... Dude, I've heard stories like they order off a menu of like children. It's like it's like really messed up, man. Like it's, it's really bad. It is it whatever you think is going on in the world behind the scenes, I could promise you it's a thousand times worse than anything you could imagine. I promise you. It's a thousand times worse than anything you could imagine. But anyways, that's not why we're here today. We are here today to talk about what do we want to talk about today we can touch on discipline Nah, we've done discipline a couple times we've done some money management stuff we've done how to be an interesting person you guys would have thought at this juncture i would have uh yapped myself to death um oh here's a good one how about we talk about controlling anger and frustration there we go anger and frustration so i used to have and i still (laughs) It's never really gone. You know what I mean? There's still a flicker flame. It's like a pilot light. You know what I'm saying? I used to have a really bad temper, and that thing used to be roaring all the time. At the drop of a hat, I'd be flipping my gourd. You know what I mean? And that's not good. You know, I I did a lot. I used to engage in a lot of fear-based leadership. You know, people were generally afraid. They just didn't want to get on my bad side. You know, I'm I'm notorious for being... um, You know, if you cross me, you're going to be broken beyond repair. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, um, I I just, uh, I I struggled with anger for a long time. I had a lot of pent-up frustration. I don't even know where all this comes. I've been angry since I was a little kid. I've been angry since I was a baby. I was born angry. Like, you ask my parents, I was brought into this world. I was obstinate as a child. I was hard-headed, strong-willed. You know, most kids, their first day of preschool, they're clinging to their mom's leg. I told my mom to stay in the car, I guess, and walked in by myself. You know, um, very strong-willed, and that was a problem for a long time. It caused problems in my business, caused problems in my personal relationships. I look back on a lot of times that I lost my temper now as a grown man. I'm embarrassed, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's something I dealt with for, for a long time. And if you don't have a temper and you don't deal with anger and, you know, maybe this could be you just 
any extreme emotion. Let's just put it that way. Any extreme emotion. And I was reading uh, James today. <clears throat> and what do we typically do when we get really angry? What part of our body do we use? We use our mouth, our tongue, right? We say things. We, we say things we don't mean. We say things that we probably do mean but shouldn't say to anybody ever, you know? Um, we just say bad things and it hurts people. And I was reading James today and it said, you know, the, the tongue, who can control it? It's like, it's full of poison. It said it's deadly, full of poison. That the tongue is like an, uh, a rudder on a ship. That this one little thing, this little thing on the back of the boat controls the whole ship. You probably, if you didn't have any idea how a boat how a boat worked, like you, you came from outer space where there's a planet where there's no water. And you looked at a boat, I, you wouldn't even, you probably wouldn't even notice the rudder, right? You'd probably be looking at the sails, or if it was a cross section, the engine, the boiler room, right? You would be like, what's this little piece in the back? But that steers the whole ship. <clears throat> For us, that's our tongue. How many times have you made a mistake that you still haven't fully recovered from because of your mouth? How many relationships have you destroyed? Why do relationships get destroyed? Is it because of what people do? I don't think it's nearly as much as what people do as what they say. As what they say. Think about relationships in your life that are no longer around. It might have ended because of something that somebody did, but it usually, the origin is what somebody said. Right? The tongue is powerful. And words stick to people. Words stick to people. And, um, you know, it's, it takes a long time when you've hurt somebody with your mouth uh, to fill in those gaps and repair those wounds. You know what I mean? To repair that damage that was done. So controlling your mouth and controlling your tongue, this is something that I still need like this morning. I'm getting into the ice bath and I blast my big toe off the side of this metal ice bath, and then I gotta get in the ice cold water. <laughs> so I blast my toe off the side of it. What do I say? I say I yell the F word. It's beautiful, it's sunny out, you know what I'm saying? The birds are chirping and all of a sudden you hear F ring out through the forest. And I'm like, man, I'm like, I have no control over my mouth. I get frustrated. I say bad words. You know what I mean? Somebody makes me mad. A string of just not nice things. And it's just, uh, I realize I have such a, I'm better than I was three years ago. I'm certainly better than I was six years ago. But I still have a long, long ways to go. And I'm convinced. I don't know many people that can control their mouths. Now that I think about it. I know very few people that have control over their mouths. And the few people that I do know that have control. Man, this is kind of cool. I've never thought about this. What a lesson we're about to learn right now. The people in my life that know how to control their mouths seem to have control over everything else in their life. Their kids, their finances, their career, their relationship with their spouses. They seem to exert control over every area of their lives because I'm convinced if you can control your tongue, your mouth, and your anger, man, you can control anything. I mean, the Bible literally says, who can control it? 
It's a wild animal. It's full of deadly poison. And that's in the Bible. So we all know people have been struggling with their mouths for thousands of years. You know what I mean? And now we have social media. Now we have social media to where you could get online, and this is where I really struggle, is it just say whatever you want. Now, certain things need to be said. You know, I'll never pipe up about the whole trans, deranged, sicko, pervert movement, global, homo, bullshnikey. See, there we go. Start getting fired up and I almost swear, right? But, you know, there are certain things that probably don't need to be said that I've said to people, you know, and uh, I just rage just blind rage because I'm so sick and tired of the way that the world is right now. You know what I mean? And that's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. So I guess, how do we get better at controlling our tongue and our mouth and our anger and our emotions and our frustration? Well, I think number one, it starts with being in the word of God. I mean, there's the, the word of God. I was having this conversation with my wife. She said, what happens when somebody says, you know, that they don't believe in God and, you know, whether it's online or in person, you know, this stuff doesn't apply to me because I don't, well, I told her, like, first of all, it applies to everybody, whether they believe it or not. You know, if somebody says, well, you know, the rules of Christianity don't apply to me because I'm Hindu. Well, it's like, okay, I think that I'm an astronaut in zero gravity. I'm going to stand at the top of this building here and jump off and I'm, I'm just going to float. No, I'm going to hit the ground and die immediately on impact pieces of my brains are going to be in the in the trees crows are going to be eating my brains out of the tree <laughs> so it's like yeah you could say oh christianity the laws of the one true living god don't apply to me well partner <laughs> i got some news for you you better wise up because they do <laughs> doesn't matter what you think doesn't matter what you believe right I don't believe in that. Doesn't matter. It's gonna. It's, you're gonna pay the price if you don't. You need to repent. Repent. And believe the gospel. But anyways, you got to be in the Word. The Word, and, and that's what I was telling my wife: is the Word is living. It's active. It's alive. You know. So what you do is you feed Scripture to people, and some people it's gonna bounce right off their forehead. Doink, 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 because you know God hasn't woken them up yet or might not ever wake them up other people you hit them with i've seen this happen where you hit somebody with some scripture and they just like you could tell it got underneath them underneath the armor and that's what makes a difference you know so number one just because we're short on time i gotta hit the gym i gotta go to the bank um number one you gotta get in the word number one you gotta get in the word number two is stupid and corny as it does sound I think those uh, things that, you know, they give people with anger problems and therapy, you know, um, like the count to 10, that that has some merit. You know, get really good at pausing when you're fired up before you actually respond. This has helped me several times recently. I'll pause. I don't count to anything, but I just, I stop that knee-jerk reaction and I just reflect. And I'm telling you, 9.9999999 times, 999 times out of 10, I change what I was going to say or do. Almost every time. Very few times I've paused. Every once in a while, you know, especially in business, somebody deserves a really good lashing verbally um, to wake them up. 
you know, but uh, it's not, it shouldn't be used as often as I used to use it. And then the third thing is, you know, in the Bible, it commands us not to be around people with tempers. Is don't, don't associate with other people that have no control over themselves, you know, because it's going to rub off on you. All right. So that's today's episode. I love you guys. Let's get it. Let's have a great day. Peace.